We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. God called you to walk with people. He called us to help you. Join us for a conversation at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. Each week, our goal is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with more confidence in caring for the people you walk with. Welcome back to the Walking With Podcast. This is Chris and Beth Bruno coming to you from our basement. It is Holy Week, second week of April, and third week of being shut into our homes, shelter in during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we are hearing from friends, from clients, from fellow ministry leaders that everything, we've moved past that triage stage, and we are now in somewhat of a maintenance mode and a sense of how long, how much longer is this going to go on for? And and what does that mean for us as a family, for, for my work life, for my relational life? And um, I don't know about you all, but we are sensing that everything is more amplified now. And so that is actually going to be this next series that we do called Amplified, just bringing to you the reality of um, all the things that were already a thing are more of a thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, can we dive into kind of what we're talking about when we say amplified? Yes, absolutely. You know, in a lot of the counseling work that I do, I will use this acronym uh, with people, specifically with regard to addictions, but I think it applies to what we're walking with and walking through right now. And that is the acronym STAB, and it stands for Stressed, Tired, Alone, and Bored. And I don't know about you all, but that's kind of a good description of where we're all at right now, right? The the stress of what we're experiencing uh, is higher than it was before. Uh, The tiredness, the weariness of just hearing the news and staring at the screen and being together with the same people constantly without variation and routine, uh, right? The aloneness of being isolated away from your community, from uh, from your work, from your friends, from your church, whatever that may be. And then bored, uh, yeah, we may have a lot of things to do, but uh, uh, like Netflix and all that. But I saw a meme the other day from a good friend of mine, and he basically said, I finished Netflix today, uh, right? That there's just so much that we are, we're just bored with the things that we can do in the same house. And so stress, tired, alone, and bored just is, is kind of like this atmospheric conditions that create an amplification of the things that, uh, as you said, that were already a thing. Now they're even more of a thing. Now uh, my myself is just so much thinner than I was before all of this started. And it just amplifies things. It makes things louder. It makes our depression louder, our anxiety louder, our our addictions louder, our tension louder, our frustrations with one another, just even just all the more loud. Uh, and that, I think, is where this third week, uh, for some people, it's even longer, right, uh, of being in this pandemic, uh, just feel like, oh, my gosh, we made it through the first couple of weeks. Now we're kind of settling into, is this how life is going to be? 
So I've been hearing from some of my friends, one of whom um, has just struggled in her marriage. They've been working on it for a while, but there's always just been this kind of tension and they tend to trigger each other in a lot of different ways. And things have been really bad lately, really hard. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is that all of those problems that previously existed are now amplified as they spend far more time together during a during a day than they ever did before. Or I have another friend who's single. And this has been exceptionally difficult mm-hmm. for our single friends, um, brothers and sisters who live alone and are now experiencing an even greater level of isolation that is amplified. Or conflict with our children, all of the things that are that are typically driving us crazy about our kids are now just extra driving us crazy about our kids because we're on top of each other all day long. It's amplified. And so whether it's parenting, whether it's marriage, whether it's singleness, whatever it is in our lives right now, it's being amplified. Yeah, it absolutely is. And the way that I think this is really helpful for us to be thinking about this, especially as people who are walking with others, is what's known as the window of tolerance. Okay, and so I want you to picture this this window with a top end and a bottom end. And the top end is, uh, is how much you can kind of handle as far as uh, being activated or frustrated or, or, or whatever on the the top end of feeling regulated. I can't, if I pass beyond the top end, that's where I just, I just lose it. The bottom part of that window is really how low can I go? How much can I handle? How distant can I be from relationships? How closed down or shut down can I be and still stay within some kind of regulated, emotionally connected space? That's the window of tolerance and to go above that and to be overactivated, to be uh, just significantly like we're talking about amplified in that sense, that's to be what's called hyper aroused. That means that your your body gets um, full of the energy, it gets full of frustration, it gets full of whatever, and you kind of lose your top, right? You 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 lose you lose your lid. What is the the phrase? Uh, you bust through the top there, right? And and but on the bottom end, it's like you take so much uh, in all of this crazy pandemic space that I just can't take any more news. I can't get more depressed. I can't feel more uh, frust- you know, distant or whatever with relationships that you kind of fall down through the bottom. That's called hypo aroused. And so uh, the bottom is hypo aroused. The top is hyper aroused. And in between, we all have a sense of kind of the normal life where we have this window where we can tolerate certain levels of uh, going down or going up. And what's happening in this uh, amplified state is that that window of tolerance actually kind of shrinks. And so the space in between the top and the bottom is actually less than it was before. And so we find ourselves kind of busting out the top or busting down the bottom more quickly and more often than we did beforehand, right? And so we're experiencing these cycles of anxiety up and depression down and this this fear up and this dissociation down really quickly uh, and uh, just more frequently than we did before. Uh, and even so in our relationships, like you're describing with your friend, right, whatever was before is amplified because the space of our regulation, our emotional regulation is a lot, lot less. So I find that personally, I am going through those cycles multiple times a day. Um, sometimes within an hour. 
where I am feeling hopeful, I'm able to be grateful for certain things, and then something happens, and within the hour, I'm feeling um, just stressed again, anxious, disappointed, you name it. And it's been surprising. It's also been tiring. And what I have found is that if I'm if I stay present to that, if I'm aware of how I'm cycling through that throughout the day, it's wearisome. It's a lot to hold to be that present, to stay that that connected to yourself. But if I check out and just want to numb it, well, that's not a healthy choice either. And so how, just personally, how do we um, stay within a shrinking window of tolerance? Yeah, I feel like what's happened, and some of us are actually celebrating the reduction of noise in our lives. Even last night in our in our family, we were talking about our calendar and how wonderful it was that we now have like a clear calendar. But what happens is that by clearing the calendar and reducing all the other distraction and the noise, now there's not that kind of even white space in our days, right? We don't have the white space of a commute anymore. We don't have the white space of just um, transitioning between meetings or or going to going to church or going to something like we don't have that white space anymore. And so what you're talking about is we're always constantly on and attending to what's happening to what we're feeling moment by moment. Uh, and it just it just gets really tiring. Uh, so how do we stay present to that? And how do we walk through that? I think we actually need to create new white spaces in our lives so that there is transition between things. So that there is like between work and coming home, quote unquote, going off work, maybe we need to increase the uh, the time that we just go for a walk between things. Maybe we need to create some new things that um, some rituals or or um, processes like journaling or just uh, checking out a, a new magazine or something, right? Just reading a new magazine that we pick up somewhere. Like that's the kind of white space that maybe we need to just give ourselves in order to not be so constantly attentive to what we're feeling all the time. And at the same time, it is helpful for us to be attentive uh, to what we're feeling so that we can moderate and stay within our own window of tolerance so that we're not bumping out the top or down out the bottom. So for those who are walking with others and recognizing, all right, this is going on, this is normal, what I'm experiencing, those that I'm walking with are also experiencing, and perhaps more so, depending on the situation, which we're going to get into more in this series, some more acute situations that are being amplified now that we're all stuck at home. But for those individuals, um, now that we're doing all of this virtually and caring for people in our ministry is now on a screen, how can they be more attentive, recognizing that that stuff is amplified? How do they do that well via a screen? I think the first thing that we need to do is kind of go through a little bit of an inventory of what do we already know about each person? Because I bet already we have a sense of the people uh, and whether it's past stories they've shared, past struggles they've shared, whatever it may be, before we come into being with them, I think those of us that are walking with others should do a little inventory and ask the Lord, like, what is it that this person, what might actually be amplified in the life of this person as a result of being in this pandemic space? So uh, for those that maybe have already had some level of marital struggles, that uh, those of us walking with them to kind of come into that having an anticipation that that marital struggle might be amplified and then to ask a few of our exploratory questions around that 
right? Or someone who's struggling with a pornography addiction or an eating disorder or um, some struggles with anger or rage or whatever it might be that, that we're mindful as we're entering into that to be just kind of attentive and poking around in some of those areas. And then obviously being kind to those areas and normalizing, yes, of course, your marital struggles are going to be greater in this space or of course, your temptations in that area are going to be even greater. So I feel like as those of us that are walking with, if we can have a sense of that first, and then also maybe uh, if you can to have some preparation, some things that coming into that phone call or into that Zoom call or whatever it might be, that you have armed yourself with some uh, books or articles or podcasts or blogs or um, groups, virtual groups, whatever it might be, that you might be able to offer that person so that you're not kind of caught off guard, that you can kind of walk in with your tool your tool belt full of resources for that person, specifically for that person, um, before you even start that conversation. I think as parents, and specifically moms, we actually have done a really good job of creating this this unilateral experience of what it's like to come home and like to be a homeschooling mom all of a sudden, to have our kids come home from school. There's all the memes, all the jokes, all the shared experience in that. And so it's almost like this enormous support group that has happened spontaneously, organically among parents. But we aren't doing that as much with in terms of marriages, nope. <laughs> where we're all laughing about how um, much more conflict there is at home in our marriage. We're not doing that um, about how it feels to be alone and live alone. We're not doing that about um, ab- abuse and mm-hmm. violence in the home, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that is not laugh worth, laughable, of course, but those are gaps support gaps. And I was talking to a friend in ministry this morning, and she was I, she has done that. She's identified the people in her care who have specific needs. Many of them are physical and financial right now. But more than that, more than identifying how can I get food to that individual, she has recognized that what that person needs more than anything is regular connection. Not just a one and done check in on Zoom, but regularly um, creating connection and space for connection virtually. And so as I think about people in ministry creating so many things right now and stepping in to really take all that they already did and make it virtual, I wonder if we need to pause on just continuing and maintaining what we've already been doing and really step into some of those gaps and spaces and just create it whether um, we're being asked to create it or not. Mm -hmm. So support groups for single parents. Um, support groups for um, older folks who are widowed or widowers, um, support groups for marriage couples in in our care who who we know could right. use a support group, right? And just really stepping into some of those spaces, um, whether it's virtual or not, to, to really identify, we've identified and now we're addressing. Yeah, I think what we did really well and what we witnessed people in ministry doing extremely well was making this really rather quick pivot from being able to gather to now not being able to gather physically and shifting into, okay, now what do we do? How do we do church? What does this look like? And even our church has done a good job of kind of reaching out and saying, how can we, how can we help people in need and who can be the ones to help those people in need? So I feel feel like there's been some good things like that, but on the emotional side of things or on the relational side of things, you're, you're totally right that there are some gaps that 
that have become apparent as a result of the pandemic that maybe weren't apparent or as amplified uh, you know before now that they now they are and this is a great opportunity really for us to step into some of those places and serve people and come alongside of people in ways that um, that we didn't have an opportunity like this before and I think people would be receptive to that for sure mm-hmm. and so I think what we're talking about today is just the the normal amplification that we are all experiencing um, but recognizing that there's quite a spectrum and so for the rest of this series we're going to dive deeper into more of those acute amplifications that uh, we need to be aware of as we're walking with people whether they're obvious or not we know they're there we know they're in our midst and so how can we be more attentive um, to caring for people who are in more of those acute amplification states yes so stick with us as we um, come back same time same place next week from our basement again and make sure um, you follow us wherever you subscribe to podcasts and we would love to hear from you leave a review if you can or a rating on apple podcasts and check out restorylabs.com where we host all things for those of you who are on the front lines of ministry Thanks for doing what you do. We'll see you next week.